let's discuss something that you probably haven't heard much on any podcast. I am excited to talk about infiltration tactics or the way that you can get behind the defenses of groups that mean you harm. The American people would never vote for socialism. He said under the name of liberalism, the American people will adapt every fragment of the socialist program. Podcast is an up-to-date survival podcast based on military wilderness and modern-day survival and may be found at theprepperpodcast.com. I am Ken Jensen, and this is the podcast about everything survival. My goal is to teach you strategies on self-reliance and to develop survival skills and critical thinking in everyone, resulting in a more resilient and enjoyable life. Like I said, this is going to be a pretty cool episode where we can learn a few tactics for getting behind enemy lines and doing damage that they don't expect. Now, if you like all the different things that I do, please consider supporting me if you go to theprepperpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Please consider supporting me by going to theprepperpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. This is where you can give to me monthly uh, or per episode. I've switched it over to monthly. um, And you can give rewards. You can support me at just as little as five dollars a month you can actually do less than that but i have reward levels starting at five dollars per month that's five dollars per month that's one cup of coffee per month now that's an expensive cup of coffee but at five dollars a month you will get special content access that is for patreon supporters and i will mention your support on my podcast at ten dollars i will link to your website from mine and announce your website At $25, you get the link, you get me announcing it, and you also get my advanced first aid kit training. At $50, you get all of the above, and you get an extremely detailed prepping questionnaire designed to guide you in your preparedness. My advanced, you also get my advanced preparedness system and a $150 one-on-one consulting session. And that's for $50 a month. So I have start. you guys are wondering why it's been so darn long. Why has it been so long since I've done it? And you may have noticed that my last few episodes were done in my car. Well, I don't have a good space to do podcasts anymore. But I've decided that I'm, I'm just going to keep going. But here's the thing. This is not my primary business. This is a part of my business it is my secondary business. I tried to make it my primary business and it has not uh, been very successful. I have a lot of listeners. Last episode I put out, I had 10,000 listeners. Get that, 10,000 listeners. And of those 10,000 listeners that I've been giving all this content to, I've had zero of them contribute to me on Patreon. I've had zero of them uh, actually buy anything that I'm selling. So this is not a very 
sustainable portion of the business. I only still do it because I enjoy doing it for you guys. So this is still a part of my business. This is still a part of you know what what I'm going to do. It's just not my primary revenue model anymore. But it is a a way for me to still teach everybody. Okay, so I'm still doing it. Because if I didn't enjoy doing it, I wouldn't have started it from the first place. I just don't have time sometimes, and it's going to be a while in between episodes sometimes. I'm hoping to get one out every two weeks, maybe every month, and I hope that they'll be pretty good. So as part of my primary um, model, or as part of why I haven't been doing this podcast as much, I've actually started a newsletter. You can go to my podcast at theprepperpodcast.com or you can go to my website uh, at cleversurvivalist.com. So uh, I'll be, I've been focusing a lot of my time there to give weekly tips, tricks, and information. I also give suggestions on cool gear and I offer free stuff to people that are in my newsletter. If you want me to email you some of the best stuff for new preppers, then all you have to do, like I said, is go to my website, thepreppodcast.com, sign up in the sidebar, or you can text SURVIVE to 444-999, okay? There are just a few items that you will learn just early on in the newsletter is four things that you need to do when getting started in prepping, a simple way to build a fire so you can learn and teach your kids, um, everyday carry items, uh, both basic everyday carry items and exactly what I myself carry. Okay, um, uh, here's a hint. I have a backpack, so I carry a lot more than a lot of other people. You will learn how to cross rivers. You'll learn rappelling and emergencies your first backup power setup, combat pistol grips, uh, and I could just keep going. Once again, there are two ways to sign up. Either go to theprepperpodcast.com and sign up in the sidebar, or you can text SURVIVE to 444-999. Now the show notes today may be found at theprepperpodcast.com forward slash 130 or theprepperpodcast.com forward slash infiltration. So now let's get started. Tactical Maneuvers, Infiltration Tactics There are times in small unit warfare that infiltration tactics are needed. Here are some times in which infiltration is used. It is used when you want to execute movement undetected. You want to move into and through enemy territory. Or you want to occupy an area. You may want to position your group into the enemy's rear area and it will give you a huge attack advantage because they will not see you coming from behind. Infiltration forces are very lightly equipped and stealthy. This allows them to slip through the front line for strategic attacks. Infiltration cannot defeat the defense by itself because of how small it is and how lightly equipped it is. Okay, an infiltration unit cannot defeat an army. However, 
it is used as a supplement to another maneuver. It is used more as a supplementary action that will give a huge advantage to whoever is using that tactic. It's a huge advantage. It can knock people off guard, and once they're knocked off guard, bam, you hit them with, you hit them with uh, your main attack, that kind of thing. So modern infiltration tactics are heavily influenced by three main sources, and I'll talk e about each of these in a little bit. French infiltration tactics, all right, um, Lafarga infiltration tactics, and Hutier infiltration tactics. The French infiltration tactics come from about 1915, okay, the and I'm just going to quickly go through this. The theory of French infiltration tactics is the first wave of the infantry will penetrate as far as possible past the enemy lines. Then we will hit them with follow-up waves and attack all the strong points that are left over. Now this was partially adopted in battle, but German counterattacks were difficult to reinforce or, or to reinforce against or hold against. So the French actually failed in their attempt. Now Lafargue, uh, Captain Lafargue was a French captain. He was injured in battle in 1915 and he proposed a much better idea. The theory behind his is a small in a small infantry unit with mobile file firepower to deal with machine guns and stuff like that were available. And these guys would penetrate the gaps and the weak points. You know, they would penetrate the gaps and the weak points with heavy fire. Okay, um, and then strong points, they would temporarily be neutralized by fire and smoke so that they could not see the small infantry unit. So you're going to hit um, the small, you're going to hit the weak points, and you're going to use your, your larger army to, to neutralize all the strong points and help get rid of the weak points. And then you can use your small infantry unit to get through. Then, after all is said and done, new waves would encircle and attack each of the strong points. Now we move on to Hutier or Hutier. I really don't know how they pronounce it. It's German, so, uh, but it's a German. He was a general, General Oscar von Hutier, in 1918. He used Lafargue's insight to supplement his tactics. He already had his own tactics, but he used Lafargue's insights to supplement his. It's funny that the Germans, who were fighting against the French, now are using the French's tactics to fight back against them. Now the theory, um, it, at first, you're going to have a brief, violent artillery attack of the enemy front lines. That way you can suppress their positions and you can confuse the crap out of them. Then, the artillery would be shifted to the enemy's rear to disrupt all the lines of communications so that they can't get back up or anything like that. Uh, all their artillery, the logistics and command and control nodes, this is meant to provide confusion, weaken the counterattacks, weaken concentrated fires, and weaken their ability to fill gaps and penetrations. The light infantry would evade and bypass all right, so after all this is done, the light infantry would evade and bypass all the fortified position 
keyword evade. They don't attack, they evade. They identify gaps in the front line and they use those gaps to get behind the front lines. And then they are followed later by more heavily armed units. Then heavy units would attack the strong points and yet other forces would enter gaps shortly after to further attack the strong points which would quicken the collapse of the entire front. In 1918, this was successful against the British and French. Okay, so now let's talk about reasons uh, that you would want to use infiltration tactics. Uh, you can have a direct attack from lightly defended positions. You can flank or rear attack strongly defended positions. You can disrupt your enemy's operations. And another reason that you use it is simply for reconnaissance or surveillance so that you can you can get to you can understand your enemy so you can watch them and you can get their day-to-day -day operations and stuff like that. Um, so it's just in that particular situation, you're very, very lightly guarded and you're a very passive person and you're not actually doing anything except for watching and spying. Now, if you want to succeed at uh, infiltration, you must be a force that has trained together. It is extremely important that it's a well-oiled machine. You train together. You have an established command and control. It has to be small. You have to be small so that you're stealthy. You have to be small and stealthy, and it has to be large enough to get out of trouble. So, depending on what you're fighting against... Depending on what you are fighting against depends on the size of your infiltration tactic. All right, so let's talk about infiltration lanes. I'm going to stick with kind of a single lane uh, of infiltration since in a defensive position, you're probably going to have only one small force. You're probably not going to be able to make multiple infiltration lanes <laughs> as I'm talking about this, but I might talk about uh, a, a multi-lane multi infiltration here in a minute anyways. So rally points, you got to have rally points. All right. Rally points are easily identifiable objects where the forces can assemble or reorganize if they get dispersed. Rally points should be defensible as well as away from normal routes of movement. Now there is the initial rally point which is where you're going to assemble your group for initial instructions. This is this is actually behind friendly lines. All right, and then you've got your on-route rally point, which is based on the terrain and the visibility. You want to make that route or that rally point not visible to the enemy, and it's going to be on-route. Now, that's only if you have a long route. You may choose not to have an on-route rally point. Now, you have an objective rally point. Objective rally points are tentative areas. You don't really know what they are until the object or until the full objective is pinpointed and can be used before and after conducting objective ops. All right, so the objective rally point has to be out of sight, out of sound, and small arms distance. All right, so it's got to be uh, out of small arms distance. Now, at the objective rally point, Orders can be updated. Recon information is typically received. You get uh, your preparations and stuff updated. And you determine uh, any missing soldiers or equipment after your objective actions. Okay, so 
That is what the objective rally point is. Now the re-entry rally point is where everyone will meet before re-entry of the friendly lines. I guess I didn't say objective rally point is going to be after. It's going to be after you've penetrated the enemy lines. That's where you're wanting to meet up with your group after you get through the enemy lines. Okay. Um, where every the re-entry rally point, you're going to meet up with uh, everybody behind friendly lines again. It's out of sight, sound, and small arms distance, or f um, it's behind friendly lines. It'll be occupied as a, it'll have a security perimeter occupied as well. All right. And then you have two more rally points, which are called the near and far side rally points. This is basically, this is where you go when the crap hits the fan. If accidental contact is made during infiltration, if control is lost, people on the sides of this point will go to the nearest near and far side rally points so that they can regroup. So they can get out of dodge, basically, and get over to the sides and regroup. So they're, they're going to retreat to your near and far side rally points. Now let's think about when you will need to consider infiltration. I've already said reconnaissance. We're talking now about you and your small group. I've talked about reconnaissance. Um, neighborhood defense. Using urban terrain to flank marauders. Uh, for use of precision attack on a superior force in a rioting scenario. Can you think of any other uses for this? Um, what are the best ways for you to train together? Uh, examples of infiltration would be moving a small mobile unit by water. Okay, so uh, everybody's on land and you're in a wooded area and you move some people by water. Using trenches or hilltops to keep undetected as you move through their defenses. Using flanking, moving around and coming in from the back or the side. Cover fire on the defenses to weaken the line while the infiltration team takes advantage of the confusion. Now, Let's go through one full example of infiltration uh, of an infiltration tactic. All right, here's the set. Both groups are lined up. Group A plans to infiltrate group B. There is one route available by going around a hill. There is one route available by a small river through a wetland. There is a lot of tree coverage in this area. The plan. All right, this is going to be group A's plan to infiltrate group B. They're gonna hit the front line hard as a way to weaken and confusing, or confuse the front line. After they've confused the front line, they're gonna overload one side of their forces in order to divert attention away from Route A. Route A was the one that they were going around the hill. All right, by overloading them, we actually may be able to break through because we're hitting them all with a big group on one side. Then we send a few guys through Route A, all right? And Route A is near that area, but it gets through a weak point in their, in their front line. Then we hit the support positions behind the front, okay? So we hit all the support stuff that they have going on in the back. Now, in your situation, this would probably only be 20 feet back. So that's, that's part of the thing. The guys who are trying to weaken and confusing them, then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to forget the front line. You're going to hit all the support that's in the back, the leaders and everything else. Then you're going to send a group through the wetland. All right, this is basically going on all at the same time, right? You're going to send a group through the wetland. It may just be one or two people where um, fortifications are pretty much non-existent right? Because this marauder group or whatever that came in, they're probably not wading through the wetlands. 
So your your idea is to send a couple people through the wetland, through one of the rivers. And anyone that makes it through without anybody catching them, then they'll meet up on the backside of enemy lines at the objective rally point. We have a couple snipers, uh, others that can cause damage from behind enemy defenses. Snipers are really good because they can hide and they can just tag people at a distance uh, from behind. So I like the idea of having one or two snipers out of your entire group go behind enemy lines. And then once you are set up, then you can continue to hit the front. So it seems like the main attack. All right. Now you have to understand that you're going to have to treat this more like a guerrilla style warfare because if you were to use this and in old school, you know, um, men, the old school method, you're talking about big armies that are are hitting each other. This isn't what it's going to be for most people. Most people, it's going to be a small group that you have. So you're going to have to shrink all this down and you're going to have to treat it kind of like guerrilla warfare. And I do plan on talking about that some other time. So that was the end. I hope you enjoyed it. And it was a little different than what you normally get in a podcast. So please consider supporting me on Patreon by going to theprepperpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N and pledging a contribution. All right, the reward levels, once again, is at $5 a month, you get special content access. I mentioned your support. $10, you get special content access. I mentioned your support. A link to your website from both of my websites, and I announce your website on the podcast. $25 a month, my advanced first aid kit training, and it's awesome. It's like four or five hours of content, and there's a bonus in there that I normally give people too, but I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, $50 a month, you get... Special content access, mention your support, link to your website from mine, announce your website, my advanced first aid kit training, extremely detailed prepping questionnaire designed to guide you in your preparedness, my advanced preparedness system, and a $150 one-on-one consulting session. Okay, so please consider supporting me on Patreon. If you couldn't take show notes because you were on the go, don't worry. I took detailed notes for you that you can find at theprepperpodcast.com. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe to me using any podcatcher that you have so that you don't forget to download new episodes. If you want to thank me for the amazing free information I bring to you, please share my podcast on Facebook or Twitter or give me a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And that is the cheapest way that you can help me, but you can help me a lot by sharing on social media and giving a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And with that, this was Ken Jensen of ThePrepperPodcast.com teaching you strategies on self-reliance so that you can build a more resilient and enjoyable life. Have a wonderful week. This is Ken, signing out. Wait, are you still here? Why are you still here? Well, since you're still here, I'll just go ahead and key you in on something. I told you that this has become like a secondary part of my business, and it has. But I do really enjoy making these podcasts. I want you to think about this. This podcast is not the only thing that I do. I have a blog at CleverSurvivalist.com that I have updated The entire time that you've been waiting for a new podcast to come out, I've been updating that with new material. I also have a newsletter, okay? The newsletter that you can sign up for by going to theprepperpodcast.com and just signing up 
on in the sidebar or I've got a little pop-up or you can get a free um, free bug out bag checklist and that'll put you on my newsletter. I also have a way that you can text. You can text survival that once again that's survival to 444-999. If you text survival to 444-999 I'll be really cool and I'll send you a text message back making sure that you want to confirm that you want the newsletter. And the newsletter's free for signing up. You can you can you get all kinds of awesome information. So I've got this blog going on, I've got this newsletter going on. I'm on other people's podcasts giving them information. I've got multiple things that I sell. I've got um you know, I've got the Patreon support that I'm trying to achieve from you guys. I've also got um the advanced first aid kit training that I sell. I've got, um, I've got the advanced preparedness system that I sell. I mean, I've got a lot of stuff that, uh, that I do for monetary gain. However, none of that means anything if you guys don't go there and check it out. So if you go to my website, theprepperpodcast.com, just check out all the cool stuff I got. Man, I got tabs for people getting started, and I do not skimp on free information just because I sell information too. And by the way, I am a survival consultant, and I do phone calls for money as well. I give you dedicated time. You fill out a questionnaire, and then from the questionnaire, I get a good grasp on where you are in your preparedness, and I will take all of that information, and I will make something, I will make a plan, and I will give you suggestions, and I will get you, I will guide you and put you on your way to awesome preparedness. So please consider one of those methods, okay? So just go to theprepperpodcast.com and it's pretty hard not to see all the things that I just talked about. All right, this is Ken signing out. You guys have a good one.